Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today we are talking about all of the events from Friday, May 7th through today, Sunday, May 9th of 2021. It was a busy weekend, which kind of surprised me. I didn't expect it to be super busy. I I knew there were going to be some things, but I didn't expect it to be as busy as it was, which is fine. It was lovely. Um, so just a couple of things. Obviously, last week did not go perfectly to plan. Hopefully this week will go better. Um, I've adjusted things a little bit to hopefully work Um, Plus, I've worked on a schedule, and I feel a little bit more prepared for the week ahead. Um, So hopefully that'll work out well. But we'll see, of course. Um, I have been playing catch-up over the weekend to the website and Instagram. Um, Really, I was only behind on those by about a day, but still wanted to get caught up. So those are caught up now. Um, And... Most of the stuff for today is ready to go, which is awesome. So that's really great news. Um, I'm trying to think if I have anything that I want to say. Oh, so I did want to say I have already, because I was writing my outline today, I kind of took a peek at the Royal House's like calendars and because I was going to include that in the episode, like that's what I wanted to do, but it doesn't seem to be worth it to do that. Um, because not enough was really updated over the past, over the weekend. So, like, there are no events in Belgium. There are not a lot of scheduled events going on, like, in the Netherlands. Like, you just can't see everything yet. Um, And that's a lot of pop-up events and things that aren't being announced because of restrictions. So, we'll see. Um, Maybe I'll include it next week. Maybe this week is just going to be kind of slow, too. Um, it doesn't seem like it's going to be just following pattern, but we'll see. Um, so with all of that, we are going to jump in with the Belgian Royal family for their weekend events. was one event over the three days we are talking about in Belgium today. Uh, Well, actually, it was Friday. Um, So on Friday, Queen Matilda held like an audience with secondary secondary school age students. So secondary year two, which is making me think that they're like 14, 14 seemed about right. They didn't look old enough to be much older than 14, but maybe 15. Um, But they were there. They were at the palace to present their painting, um, which I um, forgot the name of. Oh, no. Hold on. I'll find it. Don't worry. 
I'll get there. Um, so they called it light, light graffiti. That's doesn't seem right. Um, light painting. Yeah. Um, which was a creation that was inspired by the past, you know, year of events, longer than a year now. Um, but dedicated to the heroes of the pandemic. And so this picture is really cool. It's like, um, a person wearing a face mask and then they're just like surrounded by like a tunnel of light. Um, I'm not an art person, but this one is really, really cool. Um, I'm looking at it and seeing like they're the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, which is kind of cool given where we're at right now. And we'll talk about that um, a little bit in the coming segments because a lot of countries are really starting to loosen their restrictions, um, which is really awesome. Um, you know, I think it was the UK, and the UK is not a great example of this just because of reasons, but like they said that hugs may come back in the next couple of weeks. Um, Spain finally lifted its state of alarm after um, almost a year and two months, almost exactly a year and two months. I think it was just shy of, a, of that two-month mark, um, which is exciting. Um, so, like, we're getting to a place where things feel normal. Um, you know, yes, all of these kids wore face masks in their meeting with Queen Matilda, but, like, they all were able to go. Um, so I'm looking, and it's one, two, three. So it's a group of five plus Queen Matilda, plus I'm sure there were, like, some staff of the school present. Um, so, like, you guys, we're getting there. Um, it, it's, it feels really good. I also, like, this has been the case for a week now, but like I am fully vaccinated. I've waited my two weeks post vaccination. Um, and I went to the grocery store for the first time in months yesterday and it felt so nice. Um, still a little strange, but like definitely awesome. So that was great. Um, and yeah, I just feel like really hopeful this week. So that is what was going on in Belgium. Again, this picture just like provided me with even more hope, which is lovely. Um, and so now we are going to move on to the British Royal Family's weekend. Friday was a pretty big day in the British royal family um, with two fairly good of public events, and then we'll look at the court circular like we always do. Um, so on Friday, the Duchess of Cornwall visited the Rifle Regiment following um, a deployment to Estonia. So I'm not sure... The way, like, the original time I read it made it seem like only five members of the Rifle Regiment went, but then it seemed like maybe it was, like, group five of the regiment, so more than five people, um, which I would assume is more than likely the case. So, but anyway, they were on a deployment, and so Camilla, being colonel-in-chief of the regiment, 
uh, was there to welcome them back and congratulate them on their service. Um, and of course, this has kind of a similar feel to a lot of the um, military visits that have been done in the past couple of weeks um, because Camilla, as Colonel-in-Chief, um, actually received that honorary role um, from the Duke of Edinburgh last year, and it was his last public engagement that, like, his last time on the court circular aside from, no, I think that was the last time, um, and so that's, like, a very important event, um, and it was, of course, you know, par for the course because we've seen this happen a few times now with Kate doing it, um, with William by her side, and also with Charles, like, um, it's becoming pretty expected and like other members of the royal family have done the same thing with patronages or engagements that they received um, following the Duke of Edinburgh. So I thought that was really cool um, and really important. And of course, this is like a huge role for Camilla to have. So I thought it was great. Um, and then came the big event on Friday, which was the launch of the Hold Still photo book. Um, so Hold Still was a, we talked about this a lot last year, but in case you're new, welcome. Um, but Hold Still was a photo competition that the Duchess of Cambridge held, um, in collaboration with the National Portrait Gallery, which she is, um, the patron of, and they hosted this photo competition where people could submit pictures, kind of, um, freezing this moment in time. Um, that we're all still in, but like, it's hard to remember. It's not, it's actually very easy to remember, but those first couple of months where everything just felt really strange and scary and, you know, the frontline workers, like all of it, just all of it felt huge and astronomical and it really highlighted that moment in time. So we talked about this in Friday's episode that Kate had had a conversation with a little girl whose photo was included. Um, the cover photo is a, a, a medical professional in full PPE and just how intense that is. Um, and I don't know, it was just like, it's a big deal. So that launched and Kate took a um, a couple of different, like, did a couple of things to promote that. So first she was involved in a book fairy campaign where basically hold still f books were left all over England. She left one, um, they videoed her leaving one at, um, the Queen Victoria Memorial in front of or in, Ken in the Kensington Palace area. I I'm not really sure because I've never been to London, so I'm not sure what that layout looks like. Um, but it was in front of the Queen Victoria Memorial near Kensington. Um, and they were left all over the country. And inside of those had like notes from Catherine um, just talking about the project. And then in it, she also said like, once you're done, please share and like leave somewhere else. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and then she also on Friday visited the National Portrait Gallery Archive where they have... Um, the large prints of the 
of the photos that have been included in the final 100 um, because that will be like an exhibit um, when the National Portrait Gallery reopens, which is not scheduled for a while because they, I think, are undergoing renovation that was already planned and then the pandemic hit. And so, like, the renovation project is still happening um, and was probably delayed a little bit due to said pandemic. Um, so I think they're opening maybe this summer, but maybe not. Um, and then she also visited the Royal London Hospital, which has displays of artwork um, from the National Portrait Gallery, including, again, that, um, that cover photo from the book, which is a medical professional in that full PPE, just, you know, highlighting the craziness that was COVID-19 pandemic, or that is, really. Um, so that is what was going on there. Um, so now we're going to take a quick peek at the court circular. So let's do that. Um, I'm so sorry if you can hear my dog. She has gotten so much better than before, but like she still makes some noise every now and then. Um, okay. So we are going to look first at Friday's court circular. Um, so starting with Clarence House, the Prince of Wales, president of the National Trust for Places of Historic Interest or National Beauty or Natural Beauty, uh, held a meeting with the director general of that organization. And then the Duchess of Cornwall, colonel in chief of the rifles, uh, this morning visited the 5th Battalion at Ward's Barrack. Okay, so that answered my question of it was a battalion that was sent out. Um, and then... Uh, at Kensington Palace, the Duke of Cambridge this afternoon held a meeting with the Dean of the Blav Blavatnik School of Government, um, and then the Duchess of Cambridge uh, this morning visited the Royal London Hospital and also visited the National Portrait Gallery for the archives. So we already knew most of those, but um, interesting. I'm really excited to see what these video conferences that Will has been having turn out to be all about. Um, and then for the court circular that was posted today that has Saturday and Sunday events, um, there was nothing from R5. So that is what was going on in the British royal family. And now we're going to make a jump. Um, I think we're jumping all the way down to Norway. Yeah, so Denmark and then Netherlands were extremely quiet over the past couple of days. So let's go now to Norway. that when I just look at the outline, it looks so busy. And then I'm going to go through and we're going to talk about these. And like, really and truly, we're going to talk about two of the five total events that have happened over the past few days. So starting on Friday, uh, we have our standard Friday events. King Harald, accompanied by Crown Prince Akun, held an audience with the Prime Minister. Then the two presided over the weekly Council of State meeting. Uh, and then afterwards, King Harald held a military audience. 
Okay. So those are the three things we're not really going to talk about. I'm just going to read you that they happened. Um, and then we have, um, so Queen Sonia launched the new exhibit that is to be held at the Queen Sonia Art Stable. So, you guys, the art stable is, like, my favorite thing. Now, I just told you I don't like art, and that holds true. But the art stable is, like, the cutest thing in the world um, because it was given to Queen Sonia as, like, a birthday present, I think, for their 80th birthday. Um, so King Harold and Queen Sonia are the same age, um, and they celebrate their birthdays together. Even though their birthdays are months apart, um, they celebrate them together because they're turning the same age at the same, like, in the same year. Um, so for their 80th birthday, they had a huge celebration. It was lovely. Um, and King Harold gifted this project. Um, so there are stables. I think they're on the Royal Palace grounds. I'm not really sure of, like, the layout of all the Norwegian, like, royal residences. But there are stables on the grounds that were, um, a former queen's. Like, um, a couple of queens before Sonia. And... She used them, to obviously, to keep horses. And now it has been transformed into this, like, really cool art gallery that was a gift from Harold to Sonia for their 80th birthday. It's very sweet. Um, so it's, like, my favorite thing just because it's so flippin' cute. And it's, like, it will stay the art stables forever. So it's, like, a wonderful legacy. Um... Or at least it'll stay the stables, the art stable, for a long time. Um, who knows how long, but for a long time. And anyway, so every year, um, it's been open for two or three years. It hasn't been open super long. Um, and every summer they do like an open exhibit. Um, and so this year and last year, or I don't know that they did one last year because of the pandemic. I don't think they did. But this year, they are doing an exhibit. It's all set up, and it launched digitally yesterday. But it also is hopefully going to be able to be held, like, normal um, this summer as well. You know, we'll see how the pandemic um, kind of affects everything going forward. But that is the plan. And so this year, it has some art pieces from the new or what will be the new um Norwegian like art museum that um I don't know kind of like a national museum and so it has a selection of pieces from there which is really cool um and it includes I don't know. It's just really cool. But then, like, the digital, so on the Royal House's website, and then I also did the same link um, on my website, so you can check it out from there, too, on the dailyroyal.com. But on the Norwegian Royal House's website, it um, gives you a link for the 3D tour. So it's, it's really cool. Um, I do wish, so, like, they only have one thing that you can click on to read, but it does feel like you can kind of, like, walk through you just can't read all the placards but the placards are cool because they're in Norwegian and English which is lovely for me who can't speak any Norwegian um other than like 
maybe hello yeah I can't um so it, it was just very cool and it was a really cool launch um and I like the fact that they have made it available like completely accessible so that was the first event um, next, on Saturday, Crown Prince Akun attended a memorial ceremony for Liberation Day, which is also Nor- Norway's Veterans Day. Um, so November 8th is the day that Norway was liberated from the Nazis. So for reference, we've talked about Liberation Day from Denmark and the Netherlands, and Norway was a few days behind. I'm not exactly sure but like Norway put up a fight almost the entire time like put up a fight um whereas Denmark and the Netherlands like Denmark for sure did um like a surrender and the Netherlands ended up having to do one as well and so they I don't know why they were liberated sooner, but they were. Um, So a few days later, Norway was liberated. Um, And so they used that day to obviously hold like a ceremony, like every other country that we talked about that has been liberated does. Um, And so Crown Prince Akun was present. I know last year King Harald did it and I didn't really understand because it was so early on in like the podcast that I didn't quite have a handle on what was all happening but I remember it was like the first public event that really that Norway had done outside of anywhere like that was it um that was the first time they had really been seen in a couple months and so it was a big deal um and I think maybe that's what I focused on more I don't know one of these days I'm gonna start listening to like the episode I posted a year ago just to see but it's it would be so cringy um so anyway uh crown prince akun was present for the ceremony um it it was a small scaled down ceremony so i'm still not sure what this looks like on a regular year um and let's see uh the prime minister was there but it was it was similar in that it was a wreath laying um veterans day ceremony to honor those who have sacrificed themselves um, for Norway's freedom and liberation and well-being. So those were the two big things that happened over the past couple of days in Norway. And now we are going to move on to the Spanish royal family. was actually busier than I expected on Friday. So they had one event that I knew was going to be a big deal. Um, but they ended up having two. So which both of these are really big deals. Um, so first we'll go with King Felipe's event. So Felipe held a meeting with the prime minister, as well as the vice ministers of the Spanish government. So 
I'm from America. I'm from the U.S. I'm not from America. I'm from the States. And we do our government very differently than most of these European countries. So we have a president and we have a vice president. And then we have, like, our parliament, which is our our um, House of Representatives, and our Senate. But, like, our president and our vice president don't serve in those like they do in a lot of countries. And we only have one vice president. So Spain has four vice... They're, they're called vice presidents in Spain, but they're vice ministers. Um... And they all form, like, the top tier of the government, right? So it's the prime minister and then the four, get ready for this, the four female vice ministers, because Spain somehow is rocking the, like, equality thing. It's amazing. Um, And anyway, so they're, like, the top people. And then King Felipe is the head of state. Okay. So they were all meeting to have a conversation about the new recovery plan. So I don't know what this plan entails. I really haven't looked into it that much. Um, I want to. I will at some point. I haven't yet. But Spain officially exited the state of alarm. I believe they exited it on Friday. So... They were put in the state of alarm, I think, on March 12th. Um, And the reason I remember that so well is because literally the day before, Felipe and Letizia were in Paris. And then they came back, and the state of alarm went into effect, and then they went into quarantine. Because Letizia had, like, exposed herself prior to knowing how intense COVID was going to be. Like, I think on the 9th or something. And then went to France. Anyway... It was all a chaotic mess that week. So I think it was the 12th that that was established. And that pretty much meant that the main branch, the main government of Spain, could do what they needed to do to make sure people were staying safe. So they were able to control a lot. Um, At some point, the autonomous communities gained some autonomy back. And were able to create, like, different rules for their communities, but still fall within the Spanish general state of alarm measure. Um, And so now that they're out of it, which is amazing, um, they have this recovery plan and what that looks like. Um, So that's going to be, like, a financial recovery, a business recovery, um, probably a tourism recovery is in there because... They are yet to be on the green list for travel from the UK. They still aren't letting in um, a lot of people. Like, I think EU citizens can come in. um, But, like, I as an American still can't. I can't go a lot of places still, and I really wish they'd let me start going places. But anyway, um, like, all of these things are kind of happening. And so that's what this conversation was about. Um, they obviously didn't record a lot of conversation. They did record like a bit of it where they were talking about Madrid, which was interesting, um, because Madrid has kind of been like the outlier and according to some in a good way, according to others, not so much. Um, but anyway, 
not for me to decide. I'm not Spanish. Thank goodness. For now. Um, No, I'm not Spanish, but it's not always thank goodness. Sometimes I wish I was. Um, Okay, so that was the first event. Um, And then also on Friday, so this is the one I was preparing to talk a lot about. Um, So Queen Letizia presented the, a new, okay, Uh, we'll, we'll go through the event and then I'll explain it. Um, Presented a new national flag to the Army Aviation Academy. So I've never seen this anywhere else, Um, but different branches of the Spanish military have like a national insignia. And so it's typically a flag of Spain um, with like words written on it that say, um, so in this case it would say um, Academy de, de Air which is Air Academy, um, and it, or, like, and then De Ejercito, which is of the Army, um, and so they are presented by the godparents of whatever unit that is, and so that's decided when the national flag is given out. So, every now and then, Queen Letizia will be chosen as the one to give this out. It doesn't happen very often, so I think since becoming queen, this is her fourth, which actually is a lot, given that she's been queen for seven, seven years? Is that right? Yeah, seven years. Um, so it's just very cool. And they're pretty important because the military and the relationship between the military and the Spanish royal family is pretty intense. Um, it's a really important relationship, which could be, um, I don't know. Anyway, so it's a big, it's a big deal. Um, and Letizia doesn't do these very often. So like, it's kind of even a bigger deal because she doesn't do them very often. Whereas her predecessor, Queen Sophia did. Um, but I kind of like that these are more rare I think it makes them more special and more important. Um, And so she presided over that ceremony. So it's a full military thing. So she goes, she stands on the box to have the national anthem played before her. She reviews the troops. um, She sits on the podium and then she delivered the flag um, after it was blessed because the relationship... Basically, the relationship between the army is still very um, focused on, like, pre-democratic Spain. Um, So it's still very, like, religious. It's very focused on the monarchy. it was about three minutes and she talked about the importance of the training that goes on there because they're training um army pilots like army helicopter pilots at this um air academy and um she talked about that and just the general importance of the military as a whole 
So it was really cool. Um, a lot of the attention came, of course, to her clothing because she did wear um, the same dress that she wore at Leonore's baptism 15 years ago, which, like, is amazing because, of course, she did. Um, so that was, like what it was taking up the most of the spotlight. I am so disappointed because I haven't found the video of the event yet. Um, I'm hoping maybe they'll put it up, but like it was not live streamed anywhere. So anyway, so those were the two things going on in Spain. Um, and there were a couple events of events going on in Sweden, but there's nothing that like they went into a lot of detail on, so I'm just going to read them as part of this segment and then finish up this episode. Um, so Sweden, King Carl Gustav held a meeting with the speaker of the Riksdag. Um, this meeting was held over some video conferencing so software, um, and they meet occasionally to discuss ongoing events in the Swedish parliament. Um, and then on Saturday, Queen Sylvia took part in a digital, um, seminar with the Childhood Cancer Foundation, where she gave, like, the op opening address. So, those were the two things going on in Sweden over the past few days. And then they released a bunch of stuff that happened through the week that they didn't put on their calendar, because that's what they do. I've decided I'm no longer talking about those things. Like, yeah, it was really cool. It was the first time Carl King Carl Gustav and Sylvia had left the castle, the palace. It's a palace, but still. Like, ugh. the frustration is just growing and growing with the Swedish royal family's digital perspective. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So that was the weekend in events. Um, please stay tuned for this week. I really hope to be a little more consistent than I was last week. Transitions are hard. Um, and so with that... I'm going to end this episode. Please go visit all the places, like all the things, uh, thedailyroyal.com, thedailyroyal on Instagram, and then like and review this podcast. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great Monday. Bye.